Welcome to the sixth episode of Norwegian On Air. It is exciting times for Norwegian these days with both a capital raise, IAG's expressed interest in Norwegian and also soon the Q1 reporting. I assume many of our investors would like this episode to focus on IAG. Yeah, for sure. But uh, all that has been publicly stated by our CEO and chairman is really all we can say on this matter. But before we continue to the main part of this episode, uh, I would like to remind that we are now done with the private placement, both tranche 1 and tranche 2. And then we'll start the subsequent offering in the end of May. So all investors as of the 20th of March will receive their information through their VPS account uh, end May. aviation industry like to look at the positive effects on the economies they connect. But how much value does this increased connectivity really account for? It is said that each euro spent in the aviation sector generates triple the amount for the overall economy. And every new job in aviation, three more are created elsewhere. Menon, an economic analysis company, has looked at the values and importance of Norwegian passengers' contribution to the economy. Specifically, the report looks at the spillover effects to the overall economy and job creation in Scandinavia. Menon Economics has done several of these type of reports where they use financial figures to look at value creation and spillover effects, uh, having clients like uh, Ministry of Finance and other government agencies, as well as NGOs and corporations like Norwegian. And today we have invited in Menon Economics to share the result from their recent analysis where they specifically look at Norwegian. Sven Ungfjose, you're um, a partner and team leader in Menon Economics. So could you first tell our, li- our listeners a bit about yourself in this context? Well, uh, yes, I'm, a, I'm an economist uh, from uh, a business school in Norway. I've worked in, in several or a ministry uh, before being a consultant. I work quite a lot with with um, ripple effect studies and also effect uh, studies of effects uh, of the traveling industry and, and also helping government agencies to become more efficient. Mm. And specifically the, the report that you have where you looked at the ripple effect yeah. of actually uh, foreign uh, visitors coming to Scandinavia specifically yeah. and, and use numbers from... Uh, 2017. Mm. W- what do you find? I mean, uh, when looking at the ripple effects, and and is it really that much value out of increasing connectivity? What we found is that Norwegian is one of the main contributors to the Norwegian traveling industry. Um, it creates about 17,000 jobs, and that's quite a lot. I think that is very important. I mean, I would also elaborate a little bit on the importance of jobs. Because there are so many trends in the world that contributes to lowering the number of jobs, like automatization, digitalization, contributes to people falling out of the job market. And and if you look around, I mean, this creates a lot of social tension and it's actually a threat to democracy. So I think the, the contribution that Norwegian does to the Norwegian traveling industry is important, not only for for those who get the job, but also to the Norwegian society as a whole. So in your analysis, you're both looking at the jobs directly created yeah. in Norwegian and also the jobs indirectly created. Yeah. So, mm. so in which industries do you see well, the most effect? The, the most affected industries is the traveling industry. I mean, and that's that's restaurants, hotels, but also culture. Uh, so, so that's where they create most of the jobs. But I mean, when you eat something, <laughs> 
you usually eat meat or fish or something or vegetables and and then it creates jobs for the farmers and and for the grocery stores and so it creates a lot of jobs down the value chain um, but the strongest effect is on 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 the traveling industry in, in restaurants taxis hotels like you said you're an economist by profession and you mm. have a team of economists at Menon. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you use financial figures uh, yeah. to really could you could you share a bit about the methodology yeah. of uh, yes, this? I could. because I mean when, when you go, go to a restaurant you you have to to eat or you eat. and um, then we get some uh, statistics on how much does tourists usually uh, use and what do they usually buy that statistics is made by Innovation Norway, which is a government agency. And then we get some statistics from Norwegian on the number of foreign tourists in Norway. And then we just add up. And then we find the total turnover created by foreign tourists traveling with Norwegian to Norway. And then when we have that, we have also have some statistics on how many millions does it take to create one job? then using the statistics we estimate the number of jobs that is created uh, as a result of foreign uh, tourists or business travelers coming to Norway by Norwegian. And the same method you also use for Sweden and Denmark then with the yeah. respective agencies there? Yes we do, yes we do. So when you look at the actual financial figures in terms of value creation, mm. do you have a number for that? You said 18,000 jobs uh, created. 17,000 jobs 17. In, in, in Norway. Yeah. Um, and it's about it's about two uh, sixteen uh, billion Norwegian kroners in turnover. So it's um, it's quite a lot. And that is, as we said, based on uh, two thousand seventeen figures. Yeah. Uh, you also did a report one year ago based yeah. on the two thousand sixteen figures. Yeah. So what's the main difference? Actually, it, there's not much difference with regard to job creation, and the reason is one of the things that I talked about earlier. It's about people becoming more efficient. So the Norwegian economy has become more efficient. So although there are more travelers coming to Norway by Norwegian, we don't see that the number of jobs is increasing. Um, so that's actually the main difference. But seen from a, a socioeconomic perspective, I mean, this is very good because this contributes to each person or working has more value creation, creates more values for the society. So from that perspective, it is a very, very positive development. You look also looked at where, where the foreign visitors come from, which is obviously also linked to where we have our root network. Mm. Uh, and especially looking at uh, American tourists, mm. uh, could, could you share a bit uh, insight on, on the growth you've seen there? And well, there, there is substantial growth from America, and I guess that has something to do with direct routes. Uh, it's easier for Americans to come to Norway now than before. But also I, another important issue is that I mean, we've had uh, a decreasing value of the Norwegian currency. So it's really a lot more attractive for tourists to come to Norway than it was before. So and that's the especially- combination of the currency and the direct flights. I think that's a, a winning combination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and until now we've only spoken about Scandinavia in total and in, in Norway. Yeah. Where in Norway and in Scandinavia do, do you see the most beneficiary? It is where Norwegian has flights to. So, and there's quite a lot of flights in Oslo. Uh, so we find a substantial effect in Oslo, but also, I mean, like in the Northern part of Norway, the effect is substantial and also in the Western part of Norway. And I would like to highlight a little bit about no Northern Norway because I mean, the job market in, in Oslo and around Oslo is huge. 
so the relative effect of Norwegian in Oslo is not that high as it is in other parts of Norway where the job market is not that strong. So so your contribution to the the economy of the northern part of Norway is is quite substantial. And and you and do you find the same uh, type of pattern in Sweden and Denmark as well? Yeah, we find the same pattern in in Sweden, but you know Denmark is so tiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, it's a tiny and very, very beautiful country. There's not these large geographical distances, yeah. so um, so it's more concentrated. Until now, Norwegian's growth has been mainly transatlantic, and the reason why we haven't uh, launched uh, more routes towards mm. Asia is mm. uh, is the lack of Russian overflight. Mm. The Siberian corridor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have some flights over the southern co- corridor. But you have also done a second report looking at the potential effects if Norwegian could open you the eastwards. What were your findings? Well, it could double the effect of uh, Norwegian in Norway. And um, I always wonder why the political leadership in Norway doesn't fix this. I mean, uh, they should put pressure on opening the corridor for for uh, Norwegian. and. Uh, and we see that the growth in the the market is in Asia, so so opening this corridor would be be highly uh, valuable to the Norwegian economy, and and also I think it's a race. I mean, the country who gets this permissions first would win. And you also you both look at the potential if we were given the uh, access in the Siberian corridor, yeah. but also pre-clearance, yeah. and that goes for the westward traffic yeah. into the U.S. Yeah. So meaning that I, as a passenger. Uh, would not have to stand in boring long lines yeah. and like actually arrive after a long flight in the US, but yeah. that's all done uh, up front. Uh, so, so could you share a bit about the methods of this report and, and the findings? It, it's, it's actually the same methodology. I mean, we estimate how much money would they actually spend in Oslo and what would they spend it on? Um, and then we get some numbers from Norwegian on your estimations on how many flights would it be from Oslo? And then we add up and uh, then we get to, um, to a number. But actually the job effect, the job creation effect is higher on this second report, looking at potential. And the reason for this Why is quite this? simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite simple. The reason is that it's more job demanding to serve coffee than to, 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 uh, to sleep at a hotel. The more money you use on restaurants, or money use use on restaurants create more jobs, more jobs. than a hotel. Mm. Oh, so that makes sense. It does. Um, so, so do you, can you share some numbers from that findings if you have them? <laughs> I could. We estimate that it would create an increase in value creation on uh, on about eleven billion uh, NOx, and that would create eighteen thousand jobs. And that is both uh, overflight rights and uh, preclearance. Pre-clearance. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned in the beginning. Well, the worrying trend that many of the jobs, uh, mm. the industries now becoming the biggest ones, mm. uh, create less to the jobs. So how, how would you place the aviation industry in this picture based on the findings of the reports? I think the aviation industry is, I mean, it has limitations with regard to how many jobs they could cut. And especially the traveling industry. I mean, we would like to have served coffee by a person and by have to have meals done by a chef. 
Yeah. And I just can't... came back from Japan <laughs> traveling there. I didn't see many robots serving <laughs> no, me. No, even no. That... And I mean, we would like to go to museums and we'd like to go to theaters. And uh, having a theater done by robots, I think it would be really boring. So <laughs> it creates a lot of jobs and it creates jobs for often people that are not that high qualified. And, and that's important to, to create jobs for those because they're very high qualified, always get jobs. And they get jobs, although uh, robots take over some of the jobs. So I think the traveling industry is quite important to, to, to keep uh, economies in several countries stable and to create a satisfaction among people with this society. Thank you. Uh, it was very interesting to hear more about your report. Thank you so much. Uh, and Helena, I think we can share the um, reports as a link to this podcast.